News when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Doug Krisner. Sam Bankman-Fried has been convicted of massive fraud after a month-long trial. Bankman-Fried was found guilty tonight in New York of seven counts of fraud and conspiracy after jurors deliberated for less than five hours. Here is Bloomberg Radio legal analyst June Grasso. It's not a surprise because the evidence against him was overwhelming. And in the closing arguments, the prosecutor kept mentioning, if you believe Caroline Ellison, if you believe Gary Wong, if you believe this one, then he's guilty. And it was really a masterful close. But I think what did it is Sam Bankman fried took the stand in his own defense. And when a defendant takes the stand that way, the whole thing in the jury's mind becomes a credibility game. How credible do they find him? That is Bloomberg's June Grasso. Now, Judge Lewis Kaplan has set a sentencing date for Bankman fried March 28th next year. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will visit Israel on Friday as the war with Hamas rages on. He will meet with Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in Tel Aviv at around 10 a.m. local time. Blinken is expected to push for brief pauses in the fighting for humanitarian reasons. Today in the U.S., the House passed an aid package for Israel, but as Bloomberg's Ed Baxter tells us, it may have a troubled future. This is a victory for House Speaker Mike Johnson, but it looks as if it is dead to become law. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has been saying taking funding from IRS enforcement is a bad idea. And President Biden is out saying if it were to hit his desk, he would not sign it. House Speaker Johnson says it will get done. There is absolutely no equivocation here. Um, We have to stand with Israel. And Republican Congressman Tom Cole says there are different paths to get the aid. We have a lot of unspent money. We ought to use that toward a more important purpose, and that's Israel. So the issue's far from settled. Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. Well, in the U.S., the stock market rallied on the bet the Fed is done with its rate hikes. Tomorrow's jobs report for the month of October may confirm whether that was the right call. We have the numbers at 8.30 a.m. Wall Street time, Friday morning, U.S., and Bloomberg's Michael McKee has a preview. We're watching what they're watching. Fed Chair Jay Powell says a tight labor market could lead to another rate move, which means markets will parse the October jobs report trying to determine what it signals. Is hiring still much stronger than what's needed to absorb an increasing labor force? Have higher interest rates led companies to pull back on hiring or even start letting people go? Are companies still paying up to attract workers? While the Fed will also see the November payrolls report before its next meeting, Powell says it will take several months of data to make any decisions. So study the numbers and file them away for the December meeting. That is Bloomberg's Michael McKee. After the bell here in the U.S., Apple reported a decline in sales for the fourth quarter. The company is struggling with sluggish Mac demand and a shaky smartphone market in China. Apple shares were down 3% in the late U.S. session. Apple reported quarterly results after the bell. Sales fell for a fourth consecutive quarter, marking the longest slowdown since 2001. Revenue for Greater China missed by $2 billion. Now, we know the Chinese government has already imposed iPhone bans for some workplaces. What about consumers in China? Here is Bloomberg's Anurag Rana. 
you know, if it is a consumer spending slowdown, then I personally am not that concerned. Maybe things get pushed out for another six to nine months. But if they're losing market share to a local phone maker, I think that's a bigger concern because China is, for the midterm, the big growth driver for uh, for Apple's products. That is Bloomberg's Anurag Rana. Shares in Apple were down 3% in late U.S. trading. U.S. Steel has been conducting a strategic review of whether to sell all or part of itself. This is stretched on for more than two months. And now a decision may be on the horizon. We are told site visits for interested buyers will happen next week, with final bids due shortly afterward. It indicates the process may be entering its final phase. Potential buyers include Cleveland Cliffs, ArcelorMittal, and Stelco. That's news when you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Doug Krisner, and this is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.